Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Crew Chats with Jen. I have a very special guest here again today. Um, I have Teresa Taylor, my teammate, is here today for another interview. So do you want to say hi, Teresa? Introduce yourself. Yeah. Um, hello. My name is Teresa. I have been on the rowing team for three years now. Uh, and I'm studying cognitive science with a specialization in neuroscience. Um, yeah, I, I've kind of, I started rowing in college or yeah, in college. So I, it's kind of me and Jen were on the same route pretty much as far as rowing. So it was pretty cool, but, uh, yeah. I'm super excited to be here, thanks. Yeah, Teresa and I were in the same novice class. We joined back in 2018. Um, so we've been on this whole journey together. It's been awesome. Do you wanna talk about kind of uh, your athletic background and how that ended up leading you into rowing? Yeah, for sure. So um, for, I don't know how I ended up here because when I was, okay, before high school, I was not athletic at all. I was I was a chonky kid. Um, high school, I decided to join the women's basketball team. My mother forced me to join, oh essentially. <laughs> <laughs> I was forced to join the basketball team. Um, and I actually ended up sticking with that for four years. Um, but my sophomore year, I tore my ACL. Uh, so I had to get surgery. I took a year off. Well, a year off, I was there, but I just couldn't play. And then um, once I graduated high school, I was like, well, I want to continue doing a sport because I think it's something that really is helpful as far as schedule regulation and health and just mental wellness. So I was like, I need to do a sport, but I, one, did not have the skills to do basketball, nor did I want to put my knees and body through four more years of college basketball. And also I was looking at UC San Diego specifically for my major, which would mean that at the time we were division two, but I heard we were moving to division one and I was like, bro, I can barely shoot a ball. I can't, that's not going to happen. I couldn't dribble. I was just there to be a tree. Like I was just there to be a wall for everyone. So I was like, all right, no. So essentially what ended up happening after that is I just reached out to, I did some research and then I emailed, um, Kim and Colin. I think I emailed Kim first. But yeah, so I, I just talked to them and then I ended up on the rowing team as a walk-on, yeah. Wow. So, yeah, what, like, when you emailed Kim, like, what did she tell you? Because cause I never did that. I just kind of heard about it from the website. Yeah, I, like, I think I was, like, I think I already knew that the recruiting season was already over, so I was kind of, mm. like, what are my options? Uh -huh. Because I don't I don't know anything about this. I wasn't even really considering rowing or like a, an official sport until like a month ago. So uh -huh. I kind of didn't know. And she essentially was like, yeah, you're always welcome. Um, you like, we have a ton of walk-ons. She made sure to tell me that like the, not like the UC San Diego team usually has a really good mix of walk-ons, which is true. So it was actually like, really refreshing and she pretty much was like yeah once you're on campus just link up with us and keep keep track of like when we're doing info sessions and stuff and i can help get you information if you need it and it was yeah it was pretty much just like saying yeah you can still join if you're not recruited which is nice okay yeah 
Yeah, um, I guess I'm just wondering, like, what what kind of put rowing into your mind, or like, why rowing? If you you know you didn't know a lot about it. Yeah, I had. Well, I I always liked sailing, and mm-hmm. I I liked water sports. I wasn't not swimming or anything, but ocean type sports. Um, and I guess I think it was like randomly my dad was talking to me this is a theme uh throughout my life my parents have forced me into a lot of stuff (laughs) or like encouraged me heavily and I love them for it um but my dad was like because I knew I was looking into like sports to do and he was like have you considered rowing and I was like not really why he's like well I was talking to someone who at work who I think he either like has a daughter who rows or he rows himself I don't know but he was talking to him and they started talking about the sport and the guy's like, yeah, it's kind of tough. You got to be like a six, two, pretty like strong build is what you really need to do. Well, and my dad's like, funny you ask. Yeah. So he essentially, he was like, you're an athletic kid. You just don't have hand-eye coordination for a ball sport. <laughs> so maybe try rowing. Um, yeah, so he kind of like, he was like, you should check it out. And then I looked at, I think I looked at some videos and then I was like, oh, this is actually, this looks really intense, but kind of cool. Wow. So. Yeah, I think it's so funny because I remember like, you know, when I joined the team, I like also didn't know like anything about rowing at all. The only, like when I thought of rowing, I thought of people who were like very tall and very strong. And so when I first yeah. met you, I was like, oh yeah, this is what like, <laughs> the stereotypical rower looks like um and it's it's a sport for anyone but I just I think that's so funny how like your dad's friend was describing it and you were like wow that's me (laughs) yeah so I I was kind of I was really lucky uh my family was really lucky my dad was really lucky to kind of have that conversation because I don't that was never even on my radar up until then yeah and I kind of just like I was like yeah why not yeah um definitely yeah so how did joining the sport like compare to your expectations or i guess what did you expect i don't i honestly don't know i think i was really worried i'm i always think it's gonna be a lot more like intense and i i felt like oh i need to know stuff that i didn't know Mm -hmm. i was like worried about that but it was actually like really nice being able to go into like the first couple practices and they literally walked us through the stroke like yeah. piece by piece. It was really nice. Yeah. Um, I just remember they gave us like what felt like a little bit a taste of what it was actually like, like in terms of the pain. Mm. <laughs> because Kim would have us, I think she had us like go up to the catch or like sit at the release and then just talk for like two minutes and all of us are like dying trying yep. to sit there uh-huh and you're like oh my hips my shoulders i'm feeling so activated yeah exactly oh my gosh. i remember sitting there and then taylor was doing like the the example like the model oh, one on like the erg in front of us i remember that and we're all shaking and she's like rock solid just sitting yep. there and i'm like oh my gosh like the next day my shoulders were so sore from sitting up because yeah. I just had never had to like sit in that position for so long. 
Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's, I mean, honestly, my posture has improved tenfold since I've joined rowing. Me too. Me too. Oh my gosh. That's so, it's so <laughs> funny to like think back to those days. It's, it feels like so long ago, but also like not at all. Um, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. When, when you started rowing, did you feel like the connection to the sport was kind of instant or do you feel like it took some time to develop a love for it? I think at first, like the first couple of weeks, because I'm very much so a person that once I join something, unless I absolutely hate it, I'm I'm kind of in it. So that's why like joining was such a big choice for me because it's like once I'm in, I'm giving 100. percent Yeah. So I think the first couple of weeks was like I don't want to disappoint the coaches, but like once we were on the water, was when I was like, okay, yeah, this is yeah, this is kind of cool. I really mm-hmm. like this. Yeah, because I've always been I've always been someone that likes being on the ocean, mm-hmm. not in the ocean because I don't like sand stuff, right. but I like being <laughs> on the ocean. That's nice. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember like a specific moment where you felt like, oh wow, this sport is like really for me, or or if you don't have like a specific moment, I guess about like how long in did you feel like the sport was really for you? I feel like a week or two in even when we were still in the barge but it was it felt as though we were progressing Mm -hmm. even in the short amount of time that we had and then I realized it's like I'm waking up at like I'm waking up at like 4 a.m for this I like it and I don't and I'm not like upset being up at 4 a.m yeah so I think that was kind of an indicator wow Um, so it was very early on for you yeah, it was pretty much like, because I already knew I liked the water, mm-hmm. and it was just a matter of, I think it was a lot of the people factored in really heavily, mm. because I think if the team isn't doesn't feel like it's a good environment, yeah, I won't stick around. Yeah, um, But pretty much immediately, I think I remember, who was it? I want to say, I want to say Kiana, and mm-hmm. I think Sid, like, came right up to me and started talking to me, which was like, just a super cool experience because I was like oh my gosh there's these people that actually like know a lot of stuff yeah they're so skilled and they're coming to talking to me and welcoming me wow yeah so yeah it was kind of a cool experience like that that's that's pretty cool that's sweet um yeah I know you you have told me that you're involved in like aquatic camps like as a coach um yeah could you talk about that a little bit yeah, it's not a uh, it's not a rowing camp, uh-huh. but um, I worked for like five years, and I'm planning on working again once it reopens. Okay, yeah. I worked for I volunteered slash worked at a sailing and kayaking camp out by where I live. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a camper there originally, and now, and then I became like a an assistant counselor. Um, after I when I turned like fourteen. Okay. Um. Yeah, it was really cool. It was like you work with kids aged 9 to 14, and you teach them how you sail for half the day and you kayak for the other half. Mm -hmm. And the goal is essentially um, by the end of the week, the kids should be able to sail a boat by themselves. Wow. Really, really, it feels cool when they can do that. That is really cool. And it's kind of like, it's honestly surprising how excited kids get when they, like, 
are actually legitimately interested in learning it's yeah it's a really fun experience wow that's and, super yeah cool. so it, and it's like what's you can't beat just being at the beach and being mm-hmm. on the water for like seven days a week or yeah no, seven, five days a week yeah, yeah. definitely yeah. If, if you've been doing that since you were a kid then yeah that totally makes sense you love the water <laughs> yeah. Did you did you grow up like near the water? Is there like a lake or like a beach nearby? Well, let's see. Where I'm from, I'm like probably forty minutes away, like forty or fifty minutes away from like Malibu and that area around mm. PCH. Okay. And then um, my parents used to go with our dogs because they so they're. Portuguese water dogs so they we do a lot of we used to do a lot of exercises like tapping into their instinct to like retrieve and do stuff with that and Mm -hmm. it was essentially reenacting what they would do with fishermen oh um so we would drive up to Lake Castaic yeah Lake Castaic which is I think like an hour or so away um but we would be at the lake like a lot of weekends um and then my family would always, we would always drive PCH for fun. And we always okay. like, not necessarily go to the beach, but we would like to go kayaking and all that stuff. So it was kind of, yeah, kind of ever since I'm a kid, I was a kid. I didn't like live next to the ocean, but I always ended up at the ocean. Uh-huh. So, yeah. Is that like kind yeah. of a reason why you decided on San Diego as well? Partially, yeah. It was I was between UC San Diego and um, Utah State. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Middle of the mountains, Utah. Yeah. It's like the two extremes of things, like the two things that I like. I like mountains and I like the ocean and I had to decide. But I don't think I would have handled winter well in Mm. Utah. I don't think I would have. Yeah. As as another native Californian, I don't think I could have handled that either. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You can't. It's definitely nice being able to wear shorts all year round. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about, well, let's talk about novice year. I guess just, could you describe what it is, what it feels like to be a novice? Oh man, we, (laughs) I just remember, I think like one of the first times we went all late in the novice eight and the expectations, Mm -hmm. it, it was horrific it was not said at all it was just like a mess and then we finished uh, and we're like wow that was great yeah <laughs> it was like it, it was just great like because you don't know anything else yeah exactly and it was just like really cool i think i kind of i think just in general like the feeling of being a novice is like you have you know just enough to get yourself in trouble but you yeah. don't know enough to get yourself out of trouble oh yeah essentially oh yeah you're I just kind of just like you're just starting to get the hang of it you don't really have boat feel yet mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. it's like you're like all right I kind of get the vibes I kind of get what we're going with this yes there are two things that Kim would always say she would say never let go of your handle because yeah, yeah. <laughs> Because you don't want to flip, you know? Yeah. Um, and she and the other thing she would say is always put sunscreen on the top of your hands. Um, yes. That's another Kim tip. But, okay, I, I also wanted to bring up something that happened, like, a couple weeks ago. 
So the two of us were in a four together and we were with Lauren, who is another person who is in our um, in our novice class. And yeah. Kim, our novice coach, was in her launch near us. And she was saying, oh, you know, this brings me back to your guys' novice year. And I think either you or Lauren asked, like, do we still row like ham sandwiches? <laughs> Which, for context... Kim would say, oh, you're rowing like a ham sandwich when people weren't rowing effectively. So, like, if you were missing water, like, skying, something like that, she would say, you're rowing as well as a ham sandwich. So, um, I love yeah. that you had brought that up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. That was that was kind of crazy. It was, like, crazy thinking about it. It's like... Honestly. Yeah, this is, like, the same people yeah. from years ago. It's awesome. Yeah. I think like yeah definitely got me thinking about like oh wow like it's been a while and like I guess how yeah. have things how have things changed for you since that first year um I think a really big thing is like this year I wanted to try I want to try to like I've been wanting to try and support um uh, like freshmen as much as I can and like mm. new people and I, of course it's really challenging during COVID but it's like whenever for instance like the first time we were all as a team together arguing together I was like oh heck yes I'm gonna cheer so hard for everyone here so excited um I think like yeah I think my novice year was like I'm still trying to just figure out the dynamics and figure out like how to get around and what to do and then this year it's like trying to fix it's a lot more like head focused because like of course like a lot of people actually no we don't have an office this year everyone on the team has like they have rowing experience they know the generic technique they know what to do mm -hmm. but it's a lot of like getting in the right headspace to mm -hmm. kind of put it all in the water and then also like be able to take any criticism that you're given mm -hmm. and be able to fix that and be adaptable adaptable oh my gosh <laughs> Colin's wearing off on me he oh like has said gosh. that so many times this year it's amazing oh, yeah I feel like that's been kind of the mantra for this year with COVID yeah. and I mean of course even in non-COVID times you have to be adaptable as a rower but this year especially yeah yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. When when it was like when it was the night before our first water practice this year and Colin still hadn't gotten full approval for having said practice and we're like <laughs> yeah. Maybe we'll go. Hopefully. Yeah. 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 Crazy. Yeah. It's just it's a crazy thought now think like like Colin was saying at practice today going from not being able to row at all to we're competing like soon and it's kind of a crazy thought yeah like next week crazy. <laughs> yeah next week yep what do you think has stayed the same for you since that first year of rowing <laughs> the technical problems i have <laughs> oh my gosh no not true not true at yeah. all you've been killing it this year i'm serious i'm not just saying that <laughs> You've been killing it this year. I mean, you have too. I think, in all honesty, I think uh, probably just kind of the energy. Like, yeah, I think the energy. A lot of the stuff that I've joined in, in college and the groups I've joined, mm 
I've kind of become a little bit jaded to. Mm. It kind of has lost its its spark. Some of it's it's like, for instance, like some of the jobs I've had on campus, like for instance, an RA. I'm a second year RA, by the way, and mm-hmm. it's like. First year, you're all bright-eyed and excited, and then second year, you're kind of seeing through some of the excitement and realizing mm-hmm. some of the issues that is happening just within the team and, like, things that need to be done, and it's, like, I don't think I ever lost the energy and, like, intensity for rowing. Mm-hmm. I think I've always been, like, doesn't matter. I'm going to be up. I'm going to be at practice because I want to do well and be there and be present. Yeah. And I, didn't, I, I just realized that. That's a revelation. Oh, my gosh. That's crazy. <laughs> I just realized it. It's awesome. Yeah. That's super awesome. I feel like you really, like, in the sport of rowing, we really need to be able to keep that spark and hold it with us because it's so yeah. – it's so physically taxing and can be like mentally taxing as well um and so being able to bring that excitement with you like year after year is like it's a huge accomplishment and it's so it's so exciting to like keep seeing like people coming back and like to have that community so yeah I just I think also the fact that we're also you have to be so connected with your team in the boat yes I think is part of the reason because it's a combo of I want to do well for me, but also, like, I want to do well for the rest of my team and the rest of my boat. Yeah. And I want to push everyone else, and I think it's... Yeah. Yeah. Another thing that just made me think of is I feel like every day is different when it comes to rowing because, like, a lot of times we'll have, like, brand new lineups, so you kind of have to get the new boat feel every time you switch the lineups. But even if you're not in, like, a new lineup and you're kind of consistent... Like, I feel like every day is different, you know? So that does kind of help in, like, keeping it interesting. Like, I mean, I feel like no day is ever the same. That is, that's, that's very accurate. Yeah. 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 When, I mean, yeah, when I was back in basketball, it'd be same drills every day, maybe Mm -hmm. one thing different. And I mean, yeah, that's true. Because, yeah, you're at the mercy of nature half the time with rowing. So. Honestly, with, like, the wind, the currents, whoever yeah. else is out there, <laughs> fishermen, uh, like, Please. wakeboarders, whatever. Yeah. yeah. So let's talk about some some things that you've learned about yourself through rowing. I guess, um, what what is your favorite thing about rowing? Favorite thing about rowing? I... I sound so cheesy when I tell people about this and also like they never understand because mm-hmm. it doesn't make any sense but I always get so excited when we're in when we're in an eight and we're going at full press and we're all connected and all locked on and you start to hear the bubbles underneath the boat oh my that's gosh. like yeah that's like the one thing I remember the first time I was like in a boat that was running really well and uh-huh. I was like oh my god that's so cool wow. and I tell everyone that and they're like how does the boat do that what are you talking about and I'm like it does <laughs> I promise wow I've I've literally never thought of that but I'm I'm gonna look out for that next time because yeah yeah wow that's super cool um I guess on the flip side what is your least favorite thing about rowing <laughs> uh, you know well 
I said I was a morning person, but it's mm-hmm. got to, like, it kind of takes a different, I think a whole team is, like, built different, built different, because they, <laughs> the fact that we have to wake up every single day, like, I wake up at 4 a.m. most days of the week, mm-hmm. and then go just, just, like, essentially do, like, 200 or more deadlifts in a boat, because you're that's how much you're pulling, and then just casually be like, okay, I'm done. And then go home and work on classes. And yep. it's, it's it's a lot of kind of just on the grind, especially like the preseason before like you're fully on the water. Mm-hmm. It's just a lot of grinding, especially yeah. like, especially with this whole situation with COVID when we were on ERGs mm-hmm. every week, every yeah. day. Yeah, the constant yeah. grind. Yeah. yeah. Do you yeah, feel like just it can wear you down? Yeah. Mm-hmm, definitely. Do you feel like everything, you know, we kind of had a shift this year. Do you feel like it had like an effect on your mentality or like your mental health? You mean as far as like the focus during practice or like uh, our, like our season getting canceled or? I guess just like how this year, you know, we were constantly erging. We couldn't really be together as a team. I mean, well, I guess, like, true, we we kind of lost a whole year last year, like, everything combined. Do you feel like that affected your mentality? Uh, yeah. I think, well, initially, like, um, like, I mean, even during erging, when we were during that time of erging, like, I had, I had to take some time off because I was just Mm -hmm. having, um, going through a really, a tough time mentally. Yeah. Just because it's, like, what is this all for we don't even know if we're doing anything like i'm overwhelmed i'm really glad that you like acknowledge that like you did need to take time off too because i think like a lot of times people just in sports in general like i think the the general culture is that you just always keep going no matter what and um a lot of people burn themselves into the ground doing that um so I think it's really good like knowing that when you need to take a break and take time off because um because yeah you can like avoid burnout by doing that and see now now we're getting into the part of the season where we're racing and things are exciting and I think like acknowledging or like taking time off can really help you get you know get to that stage get to the fun part so um yeah 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 that's been a really big thing because it's like especially with like how much we had to put in at the beginning of this year it's like I kind of it's a combo of not taking any day for granted Mm -hmm. but then also balancing more so whatever issues you're having whether that be mental or physical yeah to try to save yourself the long run because Mm -hmm. like for instance like if you are in so much pain that you don't think you can handle a practice and you need to take a day off and like rest, that's more necessary so that you can do the next week of practicing instead of that one. Yeah. And I think, I don't think I had that mentality my freshman year. It was Mm -hmm. kind of just like, go ham, grind yourself to the ground, do every single practice, which I mean, worked freshman year because I had less issues back then but now it's like I've got stuff I need to keep track of and Mm -hmm. both mentally and physically so it's like 
kind of having to balance it a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. That's such a good mentality to have. Um, I know I definitely, when I started freshman year, I, I went into it just trying to commit to everything like rowing and all these orgs and all this stuff and things really piled on. And then all of a sudden I was extremely burned out and like had no motivation. So I think like one thing that a lot of people learn in college is managing, like understanding how much like energy and time there is in a day um, and understanding when to kind of let things go and prioritizing mental health. So so yeah, yeah, that's so great. I think we really should like end the stigma around like taking time off and like really caring for ourselves. Yeah, I think that's important. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, was there ever a time where you wanted to quit or you considered quitting rowing? Yeah, I did have, I did have, again, like with this year, um, with people like being able to opt out, I was like, I was seriously considering just um, like dropping rowing, dropping RA and just going home and trying to get through my classes. Mm. Um, But I think, I think one of the things is that was, I think it was kind of when I had to take that time off mentally. Um, But I think one of the things that I realized is that without rowing, I actually was more anxious and unhappy Mm -hmm. because it's such a release for me. I feel like everyone needs to find in some form, um, whether that be like video games or drawing Mm -hmm. or running or something, they need to find something for that mental release. Um, And I think like rowing was that for me. I didn't like my entire college career, it's been rowing and RA. So without rowing, all I have is RA, which is working with people but it's primarily it's a lot of administrative stuff and it's a lot of stress and pressure yeah that rowing doesn't have as much and mm-hmm. so i think yeah the I, the one time i thought about quitting i realized it was like after i took a couple of days off i was like i cannot handle without this i can't cope that's so, interesting yeah, yeah it was kind of it was a good it was a good realization yeah yeah um I, you're graduating after this year, so yes. I think um, when you're not on this team anymore, what do you think is going to be that thing for you, um, that like kind of release or like that place where you can kind of shut your brain off? Honestly, I'm I'm not sure. I'm gonna I actually hope to try and find wherever I end up um, living. I want to try and find a rowing club. Um, my my family has an erg so Mm -hmm. i think like i probably will continue to kind of turn towards athletics and stuff yeah i did i had a stint of like weightlifting training for a while and i was like maybe i'll go back to that and try Mm -hmm. that out um my significant other he actually does mountain bike riding so he wants to get me into Mm -hmm. that too so i think Essentially, I know it's it's nothing super fancy, but it is, I think I'm just going to stick with what I know works and try yeah. to continue that kind of having a physical and mental release, something that I can just zone out, focus in on, and then just go do it. Um, okay. Yeah. And yeah. It, it'll probably be more of a variety, though, um, hopefully, Cool. Uh, once I graduate. 
So. Um, I it's always been my opinion. Well, no, actually, it's not an opinion. It's actually a fact that um, women who do mountain biking are the coolest people alive. So really, yeah, it's it's a hundred percent a fact. Um, nice. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you're one of the only people I know who does acupuncture. Um, yeah. And you've been like just a huge like. I guess like <laughs> person who loves acupuncture and really recommends it. Um, could you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, everyone like gets afraid of it, and I'm like, please no. It, it feels really scary. weird, and it hurts a little bit, but it's actually really good. Uh huh. Um, so yeah, I essentially I started doing acupuncture at UCSD, not like doing it, but getting uh -huh. it done to me. Yeah. Um. I started getting it done at UCSD because they had like a side thing and there I had like a neck issue that mm. was not being fixed by um, our physical therapist, uh, mm. Liam or anything. So I was like, all right, I got to try something, tried it and it actually was able to release it. Um, so I was like, okay, sure. Um, and then since COVID started, I have been actually coming back home to get acupuncture from the acupuncturist that my family uses. Mm -hmm. and she's she's really really skilled and she knows kind of where to focus on it uh some acupuncturists are like energy and chi and it's uh -huh. like i don't really do that but uh -huh. it's more trigger points okay. so like she'll feel around my shoulder and neck and be like oh your shoulder hurts because this part of your neck is really tight oh. and yeah so like i for instance for a while i was having pain in the front part of my shoulder mm -hmm. and it was because the ligaments and stuff in like my neck right at my collarbone were insanely tight mm. they were she she described them like a piano string and I was like oh that's that's not good she's like, <laughs> yeah it's really not good wow so yeah I think acupuncture is a really really good resource if you have it depends on what you need if it's mm -hmm. like just generic muscle soreness it can help but it really really is effective at least from what I've found for kind of deep set, hard to reach things, or if you're prone to having like locked up muscles or really tight like tendons and stuff, mm -hmm. it's really helpful. Wow. Um, and yeah, it's kind of a weird feeling. Um, if you have a really good therapist or like a really good acupuncturist, it will it'll hurt initially, mm -hmm. and usually like depending on the area, it will hurt a lot. Uh -huh. And then she'll let it sit, yeah. and then it'll kind of just ache, and then it'll relax. Wow. Um, and then other times she'll she'll put, and then she'll take it out, and then other times she'll just put it in the muscle, and just let it sit for a while mm -hmm. to kind of release the tension in the muscle. Interesting. Yeah, it kind of depends. It's essentially taking, it's essentially what you would be doing with like a muscle, like your quad, for instance, rolling it out, uh -huh. except you're, it's with a needle and it's a really specific point in mm. whatever thing you're reaching. Wow. Um, so yeah, she'll usually go until like the, the muscle or whatever it's connected to, like jumps is what we use essentially. Mm -hmm. Like you'll feel it like kind of fire Yeah. and then it'll start relaxing. Yeah. And it's, it's hard to make it sound not bad, but like you'll get it done and then my acupuncturist is like, yeah, I just finished your shoulder. Don't lift anything over 30 pounds for like a few hours oh. and you'll be fine. Cause it's just your muscles and everything resetting. Oh. And it's like, it's a weird experience. Like it'll hurt. 
it'll ache and kind of hurt after but Mm -hmm. like within two or three hours it's like oh this is actually like my entire shoulders like loosen up again wow so yeah i always like i mean unless if you're afraid of like needles or something or you have hang-ups or you don't like if you have something else that's working i mean you don't have to Uh but i think if you have something that you think would be helped by it's always worth trying it out Mm. or like I think it acupuncture would be really helpful for generically like generally tense people because mm-hmm. there's a lot of stuff in your neck and shoulders that you can't easily get to to relax yeah and that's what's helped me a lot mm. as far as that and I'm a very tense person yeah so yeah I think it just depends on what like what your needs are and kind of what you're willing to try um yeah I'm I'm like if you haven't noticed I'm very crazy about it and I'm, I'm gonna I'll talk about it and I'll answer questions I don't know a ton about it but uh, it's, it's just it's worked awesome for me that's so great I'm so happy I feel like when people find what really works for them it's so it's so amazing so I'm so glad that it's been so great for you yeah yeah, yeah. okay another thing I wanted to ask you about was one day so we were kind of coming in from practice and um, we were pulling up launches and all of a sudden this woman starts running by and she starts shouting Teresa Teresa and I was like who is that like and why does she want Teresa's attention and then I realized oh my gosh that's her mom and so (laughs) it seems like your mom knows how to row so tell me how did your mom get into rowing she so she actually so that you and the rest of like the older people in the team know like when we had practice my freshman year she would come and watch and she convinced Colin to give her a ride on the launch once or twice and like she was always really into it and kind of after I talked to her about it constantly because she's the only person that would listen to me talk about rolling for like (laughs) two hours and be like cool good to know Uh um but once I once she kind of learned more and more about it, she wanted to try. Mm-hmm. Um, so she actually ended up getting like private lessons. After that, she just kind of started kept going with it. She told me like three or four times, she's like, "I'm not doing wrong because of you. I'm doing it because I enjoy it." And I'm like, "That's <laughs> fine. You That's do so you. Funny. That's great. I'm really happy for you." But yeah, she because she's also like a water person mm-hmm. and she's trying she actually had like a kind of an interesting shift in her life recently because she's trying to she's improving her health Mm -hmm. um improving her diet and kind of getting more into working out again Mm -hmm. um and trying to she's essentially she's like i no longer have to worry about being a mom as much and i can worry about actually taking care of like Mm -hmm. myself Mm -hmm. so she's kind of just started to do rowing as something that like me is kind of a release and kind of just enjoyable and it's good workout yeah um so yeah it's great and so she would i would send her i would send her videos from like practice like the training videos because i'm like oh this is such a good video i want to share it so i'd send like her and my grandma link uh-huh. And then she would, I'd come home and then she'd talk to me and she'd be like, yeah, so I think I saw you rushing into the catch and, da, da, da. and I'm like, mom, no, oh no, no, my no, 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 we're not talking about technique right now. Oh my just gosh. say I did good. Yeah, but yeah. she's just, she's really kind of, she's trying to get into it and improve her skills and stuff. I she'll love like, that. Yeah, she'll send me like erg scores from when she does like a workout and I'll be like, this is good. You need to like be more consistent with your rate. Mm. And she's like, okay. 
and coach Teresa (laughs) you're a coach now I sort of I'm trying my best (laughs) oh my gosh I love that would you ever would you ever row a double with her she has talked about it Mm -hmm. quite a few times so she really wants you to yeah um we may or may not she may or may not have bought us twinsies unis (gasps) from crew club last year oh my gosh what do they look like they're like actually pretty cool they got like um let me see if i can grab it it's like black bottoms and then it's kind of a blue and orangey sunset kind of look. Oh my gosh. And then it's got like a boat on it. The audio, the audio people don't get to see it, but <gasps> it's, it's glorious. Yeah, so like it's got all that. And then on the back it had it's got like the crew classic logo and all that. Oh my gosh, yeah. I really like that. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So yeah, my mom was like, We're I got us matching unis, and I'm like, what? <laughs> wow. I I am blown away. Those are so cute. Uh, you should wear it to practice sometime. <laughs> I should bring them, honestly. Yeah, they're just, they're sitting at my house right now. Yeah. Um, Very should. fun. Maybe, well, should, maybe I'll bring them back home. Yeah, maybe you two have to, like, home. sign up for a race together. Like, <laughs> you have to. Because you have the unis now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she keeps saying, she's like, I'm going to beat you someday. I'm like, good try, Mm. but no. (laughs) Yeah. That's funny. Okay, so uh, here on the Crew Chats podcast, we wrap up our podcast with the Crew Chats countdown, which is uh, some rapid fire questions. There's 10 of them. So I'll be asking you these 10 questions. So um, number number 10, uh, what is your favorite rowing memory? Wrong memory. Uh, oh gosh. Um, being neck and bow ball to bow ball with UCI and then getting second at, I think it was the final of, uh, championships and then us like saying good game after, uh, uh, that was kind of a cool experience. Oh my gosh. At Weera, is that the race you're talking about? Oh my gosh. Yes. I feel like everyone I talk to from like my freshman year, they're like, yeah, Weera, that's my favorite room because it was so amazing. (laughs) So I think uh, in future episodes, uh, the listeners will hear a little more about Weera and for favorite rowing memories. Um, <laughs> number nine, favorite seat to row. Favorite seat to row. Funny thing, I've only rowed like two seats, uh, three and five seat, and I like five seat. Wait, really? Yeah, I'm usually like three or five seat in an eight, or I'm okay. uh, three seat Okay. in a yeah yeah you're in the middle four a lot because you have a lot of power yeah. so definitely <laughs> a middle four yeah. um number seven no mm-hmm. sorry number eight um <laughs> misconception about rowing that you'd like to debunk uh misconception about rowing that the coxswains say row every single time oh my god that's not what yeah. they do they're essentially like our brain yes like people discount coxswains so much yeah they're so so skilled and i'm like wow you're so smart and i'm I just know. over here like i row literally just get <laughs> the oar in the water yep exactly and i think like yeah i think a lot of people sort of know about rowing but they don't know about coxswains and they should yeah. learn more about coxswains 
I didn't know a thing about what a coxswain was. I didn't even know how to pronounce it when I started. I was like, coxswain? <laughs> what, what is that? And what is that? Um, okay, number seven. What do you like to eat before practice? Ooh, that's a good question because I have the same thing every single morning. Mm -hmm. I have three eggs and occasionally a single pancake. Oh. Sometimes a pancake because if I have batter, I'll make pancakes. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, three eggs and a pancake. I intentionally wake up earlier than I need to uh -huh. to cook eggs for wow. myself. Nice. So you like you like big full breakfast? Oh yeah, yeah. I pretty much always like I like to have a food in my stomach before breakfast. Oh definitely. Usually. I'm the same way. Um, yeah. Number five. Uh, I I don't even know if I'm counting these right. I I should have I numbered them <laughs> one through ten, but then I decided to count it ten through one. So uh, I should okay. have done this to myself. Okay. Number five. Favorite post practice snack from the nutrition table. Oh, okay. I usually will do, if they've got the pirate's booty, I'll get that. Mm -hmm. Or I'll get um, the, the like, Cars chocolate M&M and, like, nut trail mix. Oh, the trail mix. Yeah. yeah. And then from the, from the, like, APU snack table, though, if they have cho those Chobani, like, yogurt, like, bottles, I love those. Those are oh, so good. Ten up. Amazing. Um... <laughs> Okay, number four, pre-race or erg test pump-up song. Oh, gosh. I think it's, like, the generic pump-up song. Uh -huh. Like, the one that we heard, like, a billion times last year. It was, like, You Can't Stop Me or something. <gasps> that song. I, I, I listen to that. I have a playlist on my phone, on my Spotify, that's called I Want to Fight, and that's my playlist <laughs> for erg I love that. Yeah, get get yourself in the right mindset. Yeah. Um, okay, 6K or 2K? 2K, mm. always. 2K is pain, but it's mm -hmm. short. So it's like, I'll die, but I'll be I'll be done in seven minutes or yes. seven or like 7.30. And it's just yes. like easy. 6K is a lot more pain grinding through it yeah and i have a short attention span so yeah definitely um fours or eights uh i think i actually i haven't been in a four much until this year okay but i i do i actually enjoy a four mm -hmm. i think um i enjoy the power of an eight but i enjoy the finesse of a four so mm. it's kind of a hard answer um Okay, what is one thing that you would say to someone interested in trying rowing? It's a lot of it's a it's a lot more mental than you're gonna think it, it should be. Mm. It's it's a lot of kind of having a conversation with yourself, being honest with yourself mm -hmm. and kind of developing that strength mentally. And like if you're strong mentally, you can handle pretty much anything rowing throws at you. Yeah. Um yeah, I think it's a lot more just how you handle yourself and how you carry yourself in a boat, on an erg. And I think a lot of people like don't realize that until they're in the sport, mm -hmm. if I'm being honest. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't think I realized how mentally challenging it would be. I didn't, yeah. I didn't really understand how much of an endurance sport it was either. So yeah, having oh, that yeah. mentality is so, is so crucial to the sport. 
Yeah. Okay. And my last question for you is what is one thing that you recommend this week? It can be literally anything. Doesn't have to be sport related. Just something that you've um, loved this week. Something that I love this week. Oh boy. Um, let's see. Oh, I have, are you able to attach like links to yes. like, the, like at the end of a podcast? Yeah, and we stuff? can do links, pictures, whatever. Awesome. Okay. I have so as I the the, the previously mentioned pancakes, mm-hmm. it's a recipe I have that's some people like it, I like it, mm-hmm. my parents don't like it, they think it's weird. <laughs> but it's it's like it's really good and it's it's low sugar mm-hmm. and it's like low carb mm-hmm. and it's it's like two bananas, two eggs, wow. baking soda, maple syrup, honey, and then I add chocolate chips too. Uh-huh. And it was weird is it was supposed to be it was originally a muffin recipe, so the oh. link that I'm going to send you is for a muffin recipe, <laughs> but you can 100% take the batter, and you, it'll store for, like, four or five days. It works uh-huh. perfectly fine. Yeah. You can cook it from cold or hot, uh-huh. and it makes, like, really good pancakes. Wow. And they, yeah, they look dark because of the maple syrup, uh-huh. but they, like, are super easy to cook. It's, uh-huh. like, almost foolproof. It's awesome. What gave you the inspiration to try it as a pancake? I think I... So I was making the recipe because I wanted to try it. Um, and then I realized that I didn't have, first of all, I underestimated how much batter I would have. Oh, okay. Because I decided I don't have a muffin tin. Uh-huh. So I decided to make like, I took like a remakin and I made like just a thick muffin, uh-huh. essentially a cake. I just made a cake. Yeah. But I still had like half of a blender of like the, the like, oh gosh, what is it called? The batter. Mm-hmm. I was like, I mean, this looks like pancake batter. Mm-hmm. It smells like pancake batter. It tastes like pancake batter. Let's just try it as pancakes. And oh I winged it, and I was like, "Oh, this is this is ten times better." Oh my gosh! Culinary the- genius. Yes, big brain, massive brain. Yeah. yeah, it's like, and it's kind of like it's not like a classic pancake taste, but mm-hmm. it tastes at least good to me. I don't know. Okay. You should have I'm people try listening it. to this and people watching this try it out. And if you don't like it, I guess I'm just crazy. <laughs> um, uh, I, I'm also going to give a recommendation, a food rec. Um, I made banana bread this week. I had way too many bananas in my freezer. Um, and then also another one of our teammates, Haley, brought us banana bread, I think, this week. And so I've been having a lot of banana bread lately, and it's been a delicious uh, pre-practice breakfast. So I would recommend making banana bread this week. Um, I can also link the recipe that I used. Um, it turned out okay. Mine mine wasn't that great. <laughs> so maybe don't use the recipe. I don't know. But um, thank you so much to our guest, Teresa Taylor. Um, yeah. I, I'm so glad to have interviewed you today. Um, do you have anything that you want to plug, like social medias, projects, anything like that? Yeah, I mean, I my social media is public. I'm just um, T, what is it? TN, TN Taylor 007. Okay. I'm like a senior citizen. I can't remember what my name oh is. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, thank you so much. This has been Crew Chats with Jen uh, signing off.